You're listening to The Propel Podcast, a show to guide and inspire ambitious women to propel their income, influence, and impact online. My name is Ashley A. McNulty, and I'm sitting down to share what's worked well and not so well in the years I've been an online business builder and mentor. Each week, I'll bring you insights and practical tools alongside other impact-driven leaders that you can implement now to propel your online business today. Yeah, so a bit of background, just really briefly. I came from low-ticket network marketing and was like always cold messaging. I did that for about 18 months and I was flat out making like four-figure months and now I'm making four and five-figure months. So it's been a game changer. I don't message or reach out to anyone like other than follow-ups. They all come to me and majority of my team have been attracted organically on Instagram and they've been strangers. But when I finally get on the call with them, I feel like we know each other because like attracts like and it's people I really want to work with and it's the most rewarding and fulfilling way we do business here. So I guess a lot of the, I've got kind of, I want to talk about like taking ownership of your business and treating your business like a business and I've got kind of five more tangible tips for you guys to take away from this because I feel like you know, I've, so I've been in this space for about just over 12 months. So that's over two and a half years in direct sales. And I hear this saying all the time and I've always been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But you know how like you can know something and hear something or think you know something, but it takes time or experience for something to actually drop in and for you to like embody that. It's landed for me this year, 2021, it's landed for me. I am taking this, well, like I've been taking this really seriously, but you fumble a bit in the beginning, right? And now I really feel like I'm mastering this and I really feel like I know what this looks like to treat my business like a business. And hopefully like my, what do you, would you call that foresight? Like me being that step ahead of someone might be able to allow you guys to grasp that concept sooner and implement a few of these things to really fast track yourself in this space. So I'll go straight into it. My first one is omnipresence. I think the first person I ever heard talk about this might have even been like Preston Smiles at um, Freedom Fest or something. I'd never heard of it before. So I Googled the definition for you guys, and it is the state of being widespread or constantly encountered. And the way I see it from a business perspective is it is your brand recognition, just like McDonald's, you know, they're sneaky. We see, or Coca-Cola, you see that brand so often that we just know it. Are people seeing your face? Because your face is your brand. Are they seeing it everywhere? Or are you, like I was in network marketing, hiding behind your kids or, you know, like whatever that is, people need to be seeing your face. But it goes further than just showing up and sharing your face. It goes into engaging with others so they see you in their comments, in their DMs. And then an even step further, and this is what I started, I think it was after I'd heard about this omnipresence, the ripple effect movement with Sinead Jessen Tiles had just kicked off. And like, had I even made my first sale yet? I don't even know. And I put my hand up. I went to Sinead and I said, I want to be a leader. I need to be a leader before I'm a frigging leader. What can I do? Like, I want to be involved in the ripple effect. How can I show up? How can I be of assistance? Is there things need doing in the back end? Can I create something for you? And I felt ballsy doing that. I didn't feel qualified. I'm not confident, but that's the thing is you've got to act 
before the confidence comes, before the results come, before the feedback come. You've got to act when you don't feel it. You've got to be ballsy. So I got really involved and in omnipresence, like I really want to encourage you guys, if you've got leads groups or anything that you can get involved in, like just post in them so that if you've got leads in a lead group, they see you there too. That's omnipresence. Get your face seen, collaborate with people, be parts of, if your team does its own launches, put your hand up. It's scary, but I did that too. I put my hand up. But that have been about June last year, the Ripple Effect did a launch and I put my hand up and I did, we did a four day one and day two was all about money. And I put my hand up and I ran that with Janice and oh my goodness, I was so nervous, but you've got to stretch and get uncomfortable. And I was so worried because I thought I've never done this before. Well, when are you ever going to do it? If you've never done it before, you know what I mean? Like it's such a silly cop out. And I was really nervous because all of these leads and all of these people's leads going into this group were dependent on me. Like, was I able to bring that fire and value for them? So I did it anyway and I got great feedback, but I had to do it to get the feedback and the confidence. And now I'm on a huddle. Like, so um, yeah, that's my first one is really omnipresence. And so that really relates to like, be really self-aware if you're sitting there in this victim mindset thinking, poor me, no one notices me, no one asks me to be a part of that. Um, I, I'm not getting any leads, like just ask yourself, are you really showing up as much as you can? Are you making sure your face is seen and known and known what you stand for? That's omnipresence, your brand, right? Yep. Um, another way I've been doing omnipresence is through reels. It's organic. It's free. The reach is like off the charts. It's insane. Like Sinead said, for me, I don't really do Facebook. Mine's more Instagram. I just find it really good because on Facebook, people either have to like your business page and I don't think they get as good of reach anyway in like the Facebook algorithm or you've got to be friends with them on Facebook. Whereas Instagram, I can reach anyone. Anyone can find me and especially now with Reels. Like in a week, I grew over a 1,000 followers and had over 300 people watch my webinar because of one Reel. Like it's insane. And most of my reels are more like business type and I make sure I'm serving my audience, but that's a point in another thing, but that's omnipresence again. And so what I want to highlight with that is that consistent omnipresence. You like the aim here is for people to be exposed to you consistently. It's repetition. People need to see you multiple times before they trust and like and know you. And so with reels, I had a girl who's now my team member, business partner, Tegan, she saw my reels a couple of times just coming up in her like explore feed before she came and stalked me, decided to follow me, loved my vibe, knew what I was about and clicked on my bio, watched a webinar and came through to the platform all within 24 hours, had a call booked with me. Like that's automation and that's omnipresence, that's marketing. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one is proximity. So the two main benefits, like, so proximity is who you surround yourself around, like who's around you in your proximity. The two main benefits of this is one, if there are five dumb people in a room, you will be the sixth dumb person. It's energy. Energy rubs off, like attracts like, and you will become who you surround yourself around. 
So are you getting bogged down in the people who you're surrounding yourself around or are you really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and reaching for greater heights and exposing yourself to the people in this space, I'm specifically talking, who have gone before you? So I really noticed this and, you know, Sinead, well, not, not, maybe not Sinead, but Beck's not going to look at me, for example, at 2A and say, hey, Ash, come up to the sunny coast and drive seven hours and come and see me. Like we, she probably didn't even know who I really was back then. But Sinead said to me in September last year, oh, Beck's having another one of her leaders days and I used to watch on with so much FOMO. And she's like, I wish you lived closer. So I'm in rural southeast Queensland. And she's like, I wish you lived closer. I would, you know, invite you. And I'm like, hang on, there is no freaking way I am not coming, not not coming. (laughs) Because to be surrounded and in the presence, like in person, I know that's really hard with COVID at the moment, but to be around that type of people and to be in their presence, being trained by them is so good for me. But then the second benefit of it too is it builds my credibility and trust with my audience when I share say Beck's story and I have a photo of Beck and I, or like I can attest to actually knowing Beck because you think about it like this, we're in attraction marketing. People will join the business because of you, because they like, know and trust you. So if they like, know and trust you and you just share Beck's story, Beck's still going to seem like a stranger to them. But if you're sharing it as you know this person, you relate to this person, it just allows your audience to feel like that gap is bridged by you. So that's proximity, really surrounding yourself around those people and leveraging their results for your credibility. Um, So I think that's all I wrote for that one, but it's like thinking how can you surround yourself around these people? Can you do collaborations with them? Even if they're like, that's the amazing thing about technology. Like you guys you can easily do lives or whatever with people. So leverage, get to know people um, and really just you've got to put your hand up. The whole point of this omnipresence and proximity is don't rely on your upline or your upline's upline to um, try to get you to step up. You've got to step up. You've got to and don't just go to your upline and say, hey, what can I do to be more seen or Think about it first and come to them and almost pitch your ideas to them. You're running a business. Like if you were running a business and wanting to collab with someone in another business, like that wasn't direct sales, you can't just go and ask them, hey, how could I collaborate with you? You'd have to have an idea and pitch it to them. So really treat this like a business in that way. And it's really respectful of the people. If you were saying, say, to reach out to Beck, to like pitch her an idea and and tell her why you feel like she's a good fit for your type of audience, how she fits your niche because X, Y, Z, and you think you'd get so much value from it and you'd be so honoured if she could um, give 15 minutes of her time. You know what I mean? So third is leverage. So I think, you know, Sue and Sinead touched on this with like the launches and we have so much here. And all I want to say is if you're not even 4A, 5A, even 6A, like leverage as much as you can while you can like really squeeze as much out of the stone as you can like there is so many resources and so much here for us but I want to talk to you guys like we're told to leverage all the time I want to talk about smart leverage there's lazy leverage and there's smart leverage lazy leverage is when you take the marketing materials the freedom era created for you and you just throw it up in your stories and boom bada bing you hope you get leads 
it's all about energy and putting your face, your brand, your tone, your stories, your messaging with it and leveraging that to build your brand, your business. So don't rely on the leaders in this space. Don't rely on the platforms and the processes. That's not going to get you to 6A. You are. So it's really taking that ownership. The fourth one is, which we've been talking about pretty much the whole time, but treating it like a business and this is more in numbers. So if you want to be making five-figure months, you need to be acting like you're making five-figure months now. So start brainstorming. What would it look like? What would it feel like? What would be going on in my life if I was making five-figure months? So you might be going on a huddle. You might be doing your own webinars. You would have a team. You would be managing investments, tax. Like, are you prepared to track your income for your accountant? Like, have you know, it's thinking of all that. When you're a business owner, even if you don't think you're a numbers person, a business owner needs to be a numbers person. So I'm going to call BS on that limiting belief. Um, a good business person knows their numbers. It's as simple as that. And whether you hate it or not, it's like, well, that's just one thing you've got to do. You've got to get over that and actually know your numbers. So a big part of this too is I always try to think of this business uh, by looking at other businesses that aren't in direct sales. So whether they're an online coach or whether it's a brick and mortar business, I always relate it back to that and think, am I actually treating this like a business in this section of my business? So for example, if they were an online coach and you look at them, how often are they posting? How often are they posting personal versus business content? And now that, like with the bricks and mortars, you've got to realize that your social media is your shop front, just like it's their shop. And if they were open one day this week, five days the next, two the next, do you think they would be doing very well? Same as your consistent posting and showing up. You've got to walk in that freaking door and open that shop door every day, Monday to Friday at least. And it's not hard. Like, Get yourself in a rhythm, plan it, batch create content. Like I'm sure if you YouTubed batch creating content, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but there would be a heap there. And at first you fumble and it's hard and creating content feels like a chore, but like outsource, find ways to make it easier, brainstorm. Don't let excuses stop you. You will find a way and it will get easier. So outsource a photographer, out, like whatever's going to make your life easier, get a heap of photos, write some content, post it for the week, you're done. Like it's it's that simple. So showing up consistently also if the shop was really messy and confusing and they had food over here and kids running around over there and some products over here and then different products over there and things didn't align and you're like what are you selling how often like just think about your social media do you think if like always think from the customer's point of view from your leads point of view if they came onto your instagram do you think they'd feel like a bit confused it's a really important thing to always think from their perspective. Are they getting value? Are they confused? Is it clear? Do they know what I'm here for? Do they know what I'm about? Do they know what my offer is and how I can help them? So that when COVID hits and they lose their job, do they know that you're the one that's helping people create income online? Do they know that about you? Or are you just a mum? You know, is that all you share? So you've really got to make sure that people understand what you're about and that you know yourself Um also thinking from the customer experience side, like think about the worst customer experience you've ever had versus the best you've ever had. You've got to be giving people a freaking experience. Like 
When I was trying to buy this house, my lawyer was terrible and it made me want to give up on buying this house so many times. She made the process feel so unbearable. Whereas the bank, the lady at the bank made it feel really good. And I felt really supported and really guided. And while it was such a big thing for me, she made it so much easier. That is your job. Think of yourself as a real estate agent, a, a person in a bank, a lawyer, like you're just making the process as easy and as good of an experience as you can for someone because we've got such a life-changing thing here and all you need to do is help them get the information they need in the easiest way they can so that they can make the conscious yes or no decision for themselves. So really think about it from your lead's point of view. If they, had, if they came to you, so if you were the lead and you came to yourself, would you join you? Would that be a good experience? Would it be confusing? Um, also, shop front, like people who own a bricks and mortars, they know their stock counts, they know their expenses, they know what they need to break even, all of that. Know your numbers. If you don't know this stuff, how could you help someone else to know this? And also, the more you know it, the more you get so passionate about it because the more you see shit like this, what we have here is actually so much more insane than you realize. Like, so really make sure you know your numbers, a business, per like that's your business. You're trying to give someone these, this business, but you don't even know it. You've got to know it. So know the comp plan really well. Um, take notes, write it out on whiteboards, map it out, map yourself out, Excel, whatever it works for you. Just really know what this looks like for you and Make like monthly goals for your business. How many new followers or new friends do you want each month? How much income do you want each month? So that leads to the reverse engineering your results. And I found this really helpful to kick myself up the bum. Basically, and I want you guys to get really active in the chat here. I want to know, I'm going to assume that most of you started to make money. Who started to make money? Most of you, 99% of you would have started to make money. And if not, you're now probably on the huddle to make money. So let's assume we're all here to make money. How much do you want to be making per month? Five grand, 10 grand? Drop it in the chat. I want to see what, what would be amazing right now. It could be two grand, 50 grand. Amazing. Do you know how many sales you need at the rank you are now to make that amount? Just say yes or no in the chat. A couple of no's, but mostly yeses. Yep, that's good. So you probably know your comp plan. How many people would you need in a discovery process in the platform to make that amount of sales? Do you know what your conversion rate is and how many you would need in the freedom era? Yes or no? Okay, a lot, a lot more no's. <laughs> and then take it one step further. How many opt-ins, like leads, opting into a webinar or into a launch, like this upcoming launch, would you need to then get people into the platform to then get people converting? Reverse engineer start forget about the ranks like you need to know that but forget about the ranks choose an income goal and reverse engineer and now some of you wouldn't have enough experience to like go back and track numbers and figure out what that your conversion rates are and things like that so let me give you a very rough example that you can take the maths from and apply to yourself and if it works out better for you then that's amazing like by the sounds of it Sue's what, what did she have 30 people in the webinar and like eight converted and she was 4a in two weeks that's actually incredible percentage wise and there are ways that you can increase your conversion rates but let's let's just keep it really simple right for example you want to make five figure months 10k if you're 4a 
I'm just using this as an example, that is four to five trifecta sales, okay? So from there, say 50% of your people who come into the freedom era go through the whole discovery process, 50% of them convert. And that's not saying that the other 50% won't convert. Some will be, I'm saying like they're going to convert quickly. The other 50%, some will convert slower, some will cancel and come back and some probably never will. So let's just say 50%. That means you need eight to 10 people to go into the discovery process that month. Now, this is where it's going to vary a lot more depending on your marketing and your like, know, and trust with who's coming through to opt in. But let's start with 10%. Say that 10% of the people who opt into a webinar or a launch will go onto the platform. That actually means you want to be aiming really high. You want to be aiming for 100 leads a month to opt in. And like, if you got double that and you made 20K, isn't that amazing? But tell me how many of you think, oh yeah, I would need four to five sales to make X amount of money. So I'm aiming for four to five people or 10 people. Like, are you aiming for a hundred people? That's where I went, boom, I'm not aiming for numbers like that. And when I started aiming for numbers like that, that's when it started happening. That's when I started getting a five figure month. Light bulb, someone, Jensen, yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't realize this. And this is what businesses do. Like a lot of you, if you're on Instagram, you probably follow the boss babe Instagram. They've got millions of followers if you don't go and follow them. And she does this for her launches. She's got to know her numbers. How many are going to go in? Because when they're strangers like that, there's going to be thousands of people go into a webinar and a lot less convert, right? Okay, fifth and last point, I think that I did see someone made me host there because I'm going to share my screen because I'm a really visual person. And this story has kept me really committed. And I really think this will be another light bulb moment that will really make people go, yeah, in it for the long game. It is about compounding efforts every day and how that is what is going to make you in this space. It's very much like compound interest or any goal you're aiming for, whether it's exercise or whatever, anyone who's lost weight or gone for any goal where they've achieved it, you know it's been that little bit every day. So when it, I'm just going to start this with a little question for you again in the chat. If a genie appeared and gave you a choice, would you choose one penny or one cent today? I'm going to give you one penny or one cent today that is going to double every day for a month or I will give you a million dollars today. What would you choose? The one cent or the one penny or the one million dollars? And I mean, most of you guys are in here. So we're all smart, savvy business people. So good on you for saying one cent. And I don't know if you've heard this story before, but this really hit me, right? So this comes from the, there's a grain of rice fable. Um, and it's, it's just basically about compound interest. So let me show you a chart. This is what compound interest does your one cent that's going to double every day in 20 days you've still only got five thousand dollars and you're probably starting to sweat why didn't I take that million dollars but look how it starts to pick up and by day 30 you've got nearly five and a half million dollars now let's have a look at it visually for our visual people on a graph it looks like you're flatlining it for a long time and you're sweating you're like when am I going to get the results but when it kicks it kicks and now direct sales 
this industry is very much like compound interest because the more you get results, the more you get actual team builders and the more that you get residual income, the more that it will kick like compound interest. I guarantee you, and I would love to do this, Christy, if she's listening and would let me, I would love to map out Christy and Clint's or Balazs' timeline like this and I guarantee you it would look very similar to a compound interest graph because that's how the results work here. If you zoomed, so like let's look at my results. I want to show you mine. This is only 12 months going to 5A, but you think how that's like slowly going like that. In 10 years' time, that's actually going to look flat because these results are going to be so minimal. And in 10 years' time, say on where Bellage is, it's going to be flat, flat, flat and kicked up. And the thing with entrepreneurship is that you don't know when your graph is going to kick up. You don't know when it's going to take off. It feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill but at some point you're going to reach that top of the hill and it's going to roll down and the momentum you will have created from pushing that friggin' thing up the hill is going to be like compound interest. It's going to just fly, right? So that's like, but hang on, that's just my like total, like that looks really smooth, but this is what it's actually felt like. That's the month to month results. Like that's the slog. That's the, wee, you know, the whole way along. And that's what this is like. So it's just like getting used to it and loving the journey. And that's my whole, I guess, what I want you guys to take away from this is if it takes 10 years, what else were you going to be doing anyway? What I want you to know is that if you are seriously committed, no matter what, if you are acting when you feel scared, you're being ballsy, you're reassessing, you're getting feedback, you're stretching, you're learning, you're pushing, and you are so committed to mastering this profession, then it will not be a matter of if, it will be a matter of when that graph goes like that for you. It's stay the course, stay committed and just learn to enjoy it. Like detach from the outcome, detach from the timeline because if you're spiritual, everything has a gestation. Just like pregnancy takes nine months, we know that, but we don't know what your gestation in this business is going to be. So all you can do is take action every freaking day and love it. That's all you can do. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. My goal is to impact as many women as possible. So if you found this podcast inspiring, insightful or helpful in any way, please pay it forward by sharing this episode to your Instagram and don't forget to tag me at Ashley A. McNulty. I really appreciate it and look forward to seeing you here again next week.